0: The Midnight Podcast is proudly sponsored by Clayboy Shave Ice. Looking for a refreshing Hawaiian-style treat that will also satisfy your sweet tooth? Clayboy's offers catering for birthday parties, farmer's markets, living facilities, and school-sponsored events. Be sure to check out Clayboy Shave Ice on Instagram or Clayboy's Prints on Instagram for custom merchandise. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the second episode of the Midnight Podcast. As always, I'm joined here with my co-host and great pal, Ben Spector. You didn't introduce yourself. The people I, don't I, know who you are. I never introduced myself. I'm sorry. I am Luke McClister,
1: the, your host. The enthusiastic Luke McClister. Yeah.
0: Um. Got some requests to be more enthusiastic this time, and I will be. I will deliver. That's so the spirit. To start off. This second episode, we're gonna go over what we got wrong the first episode. So, um, Ben, let them know what you got wrong.
1: All right. First off, apparently Cool Whip is not mayonnaise; it's whipped cream, and I got Cool Whip and Miracle Whip confused, <laughs> which is really bad. I got so, but both are awful. By the way, just just a quick segue into that: both Cool Whip and Miracle Whip, disgusting. They're bad. Whipped cream on anything's disgusting. Yeah. It, it, no, it, it, it is. People put whipped cream on desserts. They just ruin it. Like, I
0: mean, it's okay. No, no. Like, it, I'll eat it, but it's not preferred.
1: Okay. See, h- here's the thing, right? You have your pumpkin pie at Thanksgiving, and you got all that good pumpkin but nutmeg flavor, right? And then you put whipped cream on there. Now it just tastes of, like, aerated sugar. It ruins the whole thing. I... I, I I will. St- I, I did get it wrong last week. I called Cool <laughs> Whip mayonnaise, but I will segue this into saying, to try and deflect from my mistake, that all whipped cream is awful, and that cannot be held against me because that's my opinion, and it's right.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: And all- <laughs> I also got wrong. Uh, Daryl Witten, not the head coach at Tuscarora anymore for boys basketball. He is now the head coach at FCC. Still a great Family Feud player. Still an excellent family family feud player. So again, didn't get completely wrong last time, but yeah, he's the head coach at FCC, not Tuscor. So I boo booed that one up.
0: Um, I would also like to make a sincere apology to um Ligonor. I called you guys a four A school and not a three A school. I don't know why I thought you got thought of you guys that highly. No, I'm just kidding. Not that highly, but yeah, I called Ligonor um a four A school and not a
1: three A school. So um. Yep. Literally that highly because they're that high up I in mean, the enrollment for they are t- you know that highly, but yes Luke still loves <laughs> you, in <Langanore. laughs>
0: Yeah no you guys, k- sorry you guys lost that states, really wanted you guys to win. Okay so let's get into a recap of the week. So well, a little bit more than a week. We kind of we're we're recapping a week and a half because we did not record last Sunday because of. Jam-packed schedule, and then we had a shorter week this week due to, you know, winter break starting, and Christmas. So we're gonna be recapping the last week and a half of games. So to start off, we're gonna get into indoor track. So we're gonna start with the girls. So
1: girls indoor track slowly becoming, I think maybe the best winter sports team at Middletown. Oh yeah, they're staking out a claim for it. It's it's kind of exciting to. To watch, like, again, I said last week. If you aren't hip, get hip on get hip on, on. And girls and boys indoor track, really, but especially the girls team. The girls team is gonna make some waves at states this year. I think.
0: I think so too. They placed fourth out of twenty one teams at the two thousand twenty one Jeff Spielman Winter Classic on um, December eighteenth, and Ben was there in person.
1: Yes, I I, I was because. I have nothing <laughs> better to do on a Saturday than go watch indoor track. No, but uh, yeah, I, I was. It, it, it was the first indoor track meet I've been to since pre pandemic. So it was nice to be back and be up at HCC and get to see some nights running.
0: Nice old HCC gym, baby.
1: Their concessions are top tier there. I uh, Yes, I, I, I agree. They have a legitimate claim, I think, for like in the CMC. Maybe the best concessions, and, and it's kind of cheating because they aren't like a high school, so they have a little bit of a leg up, but my lord, some of their food is so good. I, I can go up there and put it away in ben, a hurry.
0: Ben grubbed out up at HCC.
1: I did, and the uh, track coaches are aware because I, <laughs> I disappeared for like 15 minutes and I was like, where did you go? And I was like, oh just went and got somebody, and then they asked me why, and I had a very embarrassing moment where I had to explain all that.
0: Yeah, also props to um, anybody who runs at HCC for the first time because, you know, I've run indoor track before. Obviously, I'm not running right now because of um, my injury. I'm swimming this winter. But you run there for the first time, and there's so many people in that gym in little air that you get done running, you cannot breathe at all. <laughs> like, you just, there's, there's no air, so you got to step outside a little bit and you're coughing and everything, and you feel like you're about to die for, like, maybe 30 seconds, but then you're fine. So props to anybody. Props to all the Middletown runners and anybody who runs at HCC. But to get into personal athletes' highlights, obviously, you know, Ava Allen had another field day on Saturday. She got third place and a PR in the 55 hurdles with a 9.54. Second place and a PR in the pole vault with a 10.6. Um, she topped double digits for the first time. She was part of the four by four hundred relay and uh that was third in outdoor oh, and she was third in outdoor states last year for pole vault. We didn't know that last episode. Yes. So we just wanted to clarify that
1: real quick. I mean, again, I said last week, get hit because she's gonna win a state championship. I'm I'm gonna throw my marker You're down calling on it. Right I'm gonna throw my marker down on this one. I don't know if it'll be as part of a relay. I don't know if it'll be individually in the pole vault, or maybe even like in the fifty-five hurdles. I would say most likely pole vault if she does one. But I'm throwing my marker down here. She's going to win the state championship for indoor track. I'm calling it right now.
0: That's not a bad call. I mean, I'm picking up the phone. I agree with you, Ben. <laughs> thank you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, it, it, here's the thing, right? If you go through the spreadsheet of who scored for Middletown. She, Ava Allen, was in so... She racks in the points, Yeah, man. she does. Because, I mean, you pick up eight in the pole vault for the second place. Then you pick up six for the third place in the 55 hurdles. That 4x400 four relay was second, so that's eight right there. All of a sudden, you're looking at it, She's part of 20 points that the girls team picked up. I mean, it is... And the 55 hurdles is... I get the vibe it's a newer event for her. Like, it's not one yeah, she's I run a think, ton.
0: I think hurdles are kind of new for her.
1: And she's still, like, PRs, yeah. throws down nine point. And, and there were a lot of good teams up at HCC for, for, the Spielman. for the Spielman World Classic. So, I mean, Century was up there, Oakdale, Urbana, the usual suspects. And then on the girls' side...
0: Maryville Prep.
1: Yeah, Maryvale Prep, who was really good, had a really solid team. They actually finished one above Middletown in third place overall as a team. So, yeah, I mean, it. it the other thing is, gosh, it's nice to see, like, you're starting to see that consistency from Ava as well, where, like, every week the times are just going to get better and better and better, and it's just going to start moving up and moving up and moving up. But, and, and to be fair, it's not just Ava. Either. We have... There are a ton of girls who did really well.
0: Yeah, Sophie did well. She got fourth place in the 55-meter dash with a 7.89, fifth place in the 300 with um, a 45.64, and she was also part of that 4x400 relay.
1: And that's impressive because, so obviously New Visierma County is the dual-sport role where you can play two sports inside... Oh, uh, I forgot. She's season.
0: doing dual.
1: Yeah, she is. So she's a dual sport athlete. She's basketball and indoor track. Basketball's her primary. So this was one of the first times she had been to any a meet type of year? track, yeah. anything, meet, practice, whatever. And to come down and throw out those times is pretty impressive. Yeah, I, that I mean, is
0: impressive. Props to her.
1: It. it I, I. I couldn't do it. Like. There are just some things that I can go, yeah, I have no shot at doing that. So that makes them even more impressive is stuff like that where I know I'd be, like, yes. whee- wheezing by the time I hit.
0: And then another dual sport basketball and track athlete, Haley Lucido, plays second in the 500-meter dash with a 124.
1: Yeah, I mean, there. we're going to talk about some more, but there is a solid contingent. Of split basketball indoor track athletes. And they can fly. Now, obviously, some of them, all of them, I think basketball is their primary sport. But for some of them, they, they've played basketball a little bit longer than others. But man, it, it's in that way, the dual sport rule is really going to help Middletown. Because having in a normal year, you know, they'd have to pick between basketball, or track, and field. Now, being able to have Sophie and Haley Lucido and Kaylee Franklin, all available for basketball season and indoor track season, is a huge help.
0: Yeah, let's get into that 4x400 relay. So they placed second um, right under, I think, Maryville Prep. Yeah, Maryville Prep took first. They took second. And they took second with a time of 4 minutes and 10 seconds. And that group consists of Kaylee Franklin Haley Otto, Sophie Frazil, and Ava Allen, and they all won the 2A state championship last year in the outdoor 4x400. Four
1: I mean, that was, uh, that, that was the best event I think Middletown had, definitely on the girls' side, maybe all together, both boys and girls. They were not, I don't think they had a seated timer. If they did, it was kind of lower. So they ran in one of the early heats. And so they go out, put that time down, really good time. And then, like, you kept waiting for a team like Urbana or Oakdale in one of the later heats to beat them, and they couldn't. And so it went – I want to say it was, like, three or four heats. And so then finally, in the final heat, Maryville Prep bested them by, like, three-tenths of a second maybe. Oh, okay. But, but not by that much. And it was ser- – I mean, it was seriously impressive. Again, because that's a group, Kaylee Franklin and Sophie – Uh, Sophia Frizzell hadn't been out to any indoor track meets they hadn't run much this year at all so for that four by 400 yes they were state champions last year again for them to throw down their marker like that but kind of with how little they've run this year especially two parts of that relay was incredibly impressive I, I think it was the best event for Middletown on the day
0: yeah, and then um, I mean, at least as far as states goes, Maryville Prep is not really worried because are they not two A? They? not. They're,
1: no, they're not an MPSSA school. All, oh, okay. They're private. Uh, they're a private independent, maybe like MIAA. Yeah, so like. it's
0: not like they would have to face them at states. So I really think that four by four hundred, if they have those four runners, they also, I'm calling it right now, are gonna. I, I'm not gonna say they're gonna be a state champion, sh- state champion, but they're gonna get on the podium at least so, at the state championship. So you
1: hedged on the marker, I threw down. I threw down like a pretty bold marker, I and mean, you kind of like hedged on top of it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm. If there is a team in Middletown that I think could really make a push for a state championship, and obviously it's a little bit different with team sports than individual sports because a lot of team sports depends on what the draws. But if there's a team – like, again, I think Girls Under Track right now is the best team in the winter sports season in Middletown. I agree. And there's some competition for that too because there have been a couple of teams who have picked up some pretty good results, and we'll get into those later. But I really think Girls Under Track has – in the first two competitive meets they've had, the uh, Jeff Spielman Winter Classic and the one before that, which I believe was the Smithsburg Invitational. I'd have to look that up. But I I, I believe it was the Smithsburg Invitational. 've they've, they've they've thrown a the marker down a couple times so yeah girls indoor track is I feel like the team everyone in middletown kind of needs to watch out for because they're gonna be putting down some serious shots at the title here over these next couple months and the serious shots at getting their runners into the states as well
0: yes so uh moving into the boys section of indoor track they tied for 10th out of 21 teams. At the Spielman Winter classic on December 18th um moving into highlights Cj brown man um ha- makes me very happy to to see this um sixth he got sixth in the 55 meter dash with a 699 fifth in the 300 meter dash with a 3982 fifth place in the shot put with a 4110 and he also helped um, the 4x 400 sneak in a seventh.
1: I'm going to double back slightly here because both CJ and Ava Allen did this. They were running around the track. Like they were running around the meet bouncing from different events to different events. So CJ was running his, uh, he ran the 55 and then he went over to shot put and he came back from shot put, ran the four by 400. Ava did the same thing. She ran the first leg, I want to say, of a four by 400 and then went back and cleared 10-6 on the pole vault which is insane, but yes, CJ just had his hands in everything, that's, that's the type of guy you need on your team, because, I mean, and to place
0: in all of, in every single event,
1: yeah, he he didn't have, I won't say, uh, no, yeah, because the 4x400 was the one that snuck in the seventh, there wasn't a single event that they didn't play, like, that he didn't play, it was a great individual effort from CJ, and he was really tight on the fifty-five meter dash too. Like those, guys, I, obviously, it comes down to like tenths and hundreds of a second. But those guys ran all as a pack together. They were pretty tight there. That six nine nine is not a bad time in the fifty-five meter dash it's at all. Not. And I believe I think that's a state advancement time as well. So
0: that qualifies him.
1: I believe. I, you want to do some research real quick? Yes, I am going.
0: Wow, to... Ben is doing his research to see if CJ. Qualified for states in the fifty-five. Let's talk a little bit about my good friend Baron Rop. <laughs> 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 so Um He ran the eight hundred. We are we were asked not to talk about that, so we won't. By Baron. By let's, Baron. L- 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 By his request. <laughs> let's clarify we this. We are not By going, Baron. We are not <laughs> going to talk about the 800. But um we will talk about his mile, the 1600 meter run time. He picked up fifth, NPR with a 4:57, which good job, Baron. Um, he ran, uh, he used mostly did. I think he only ever ran the mile in outdoor once, our outdoor season, and he really wanted to break five. He was talking about it all week. He was like ready, ready to go. I was like this, this guy's about to break five. His allergies hit him. He, like, can't open his right eye, runs it, runs a 501 or, like, a five flat. He was very upset. So, you know, good job, Baron. I'm glad you were able to uh, finally break five with the 457. Is there anything you want to add, Ben?
1: Yes. We promised we wouldn't talk about it. We aren't going to talk about it. And it was funny. It, it, it's the first time we've kind of, like, broken the fourth wall in regards to the podcast. Because Barron finished that Hundred, and the first thing he says coming off is, don't put that on the podcast. And he's, don't put that on the podcast. So we aren't putting it on the podcast, even though we just kind of did. Um, but, yeah, it, it was a really good 1,600 for Barron. Uh, PR'd, that's a good time, broke five, as you said. So, yeah, I mean, it was a really good run from Barron. Let's see. I'm still working on my, trying to find my research about CJ's time.
0: All right. Um Let's talk about where um, where do uh, CJ
1: and Barron figure in. So to kind of double back, 0.2 short of the advancement time. Oh, really? For 2A for states, but real close. So he needs to run? A 6.79 is the time uh, to advance the states, but still really close. He'll get that yeah. by the end
0: of the season. He'll, he'll definitely get that.
1: As far as where they figure in... I mean, it's nice to have guys like that because you figure at states if they can qualify, Barron will probably be in 800, 1600, maybe the two miler. Although um, probably not.
0: I don't know. It depends on what um what he's in. I could definitely he could I definitely see him being in the two mile if he runs it.
1: And then CJ, I mean, placing him four events, I mean you can throw him in everything. He ran the fifty five, the three hundred. Was in the shot put, did the 4 by 400 But for Indoor, that opens up the 4x2. It probably opens up others. I mean, yeah. there are a lot of options for him. And the fact, the fact that he can run the speed events and then go to shot put, which is like a pure strength and technique event, and place in both of those is impressive as well. So... Let's
0: move in, move sports. Let's move into wrestling here. So, wrestling has had a lot of meet postponements, unfortunately. A, a lot, a ton. I think they've had two or three meets that have been postponed this season so far.
1: Scorpion duels is the first one. Then they had a home one against TJ. That one got postponed. Yeah. And a away one against Smithsburg. That one got that one postponed. Got postponed. <sighs> And then they were supposed to have a tournament at Damascus over Christmas break. That one got canceled so very oh my new gosh. one now. So technically two two dual meets and two tournaments. So yeah, they've been very the only team at Middletown whose schedule has been affected at all. JV yeah. girls basketball lost a game due to cancellation, but that was just one off the top. Mm-hmm. Wrestling, on the other hand, has lost four. Now the Smithsburg TJ ones have already been rescheduled. You would think at some point, hopefully, when Howard County gets back up to play in Scorpion Duels would be rescheduled, and then obviously they got Miss Westminster one over Christmas break, so that one already kind of worked out for them. But yeah, their schedule's been—it's just I feel it's I feel bad for the kids because it's tough to get any bit of consistency going. When you keep thinking you're gonna have yeah. a match, and then it gets postponed, and thinking you're gonna have a match, and then it gets postponed, and keep thinking you're gonna have a match, and then, and then it, it gets, gets postponed. postponed. Yeah.
0: So, um, they did beat North Hagerstown on December 15th, and they lost to Williamsport, um, on December 15th. That was a try meet at Williamsport High School. Um, they beat North Hagerstown 54 to 27. And they lost to Williamsport forty-seven to twenty-seven. Um, highlights from the North Hagerstown win. Oh, or actually, never mind. This is both. These are both individual wrestlers' highlights from both matches. So Aiden Waters had a pin at a minute and eleven seconds against North Hagerstown, and he had a pin at three minutes and thirty-nine seconds against Skylar Sauer of Williamsport.
1: Yeah, I, I think the only. Two, I, I I went back and checked this last night before the podcast when we were putting our nose together. And the only two guys on the team who won both our matches up there were Aiden Waters and Chad Hoy. And those are that's against two really good teams in North Hagerstown Williamsport. So for those guys, Aiden Waters, who you just said, and Chad Hoy, who got a pin against North Hagerstown, and a pin at 128 against Sebastian Sauer Williamsport, those are two really good results. And a good way to start off the season for them.
0: Yeah, um I mean it's hard to you know predict how they're going to go because you know wrestling has had a, pos- a lot of postponements. So there's no consistency that we can see from anybody, but um as far as Aiden and Chad go, I mean they're both seniors, they've been in the program a lot and um from what I can remember and what I've heard, I know they're both they both have been bo- um solid wrestlers for Middletown over the
1: years. If the tournaments Tuesday and if a tournament Tuesday Wednesday down Westminster goes off without a hitch that will be a really good chance to see what they can do because I mean that's like five dual matches a day so you're getting a chance to wrestle five five to six to seven depending on how many times you go in a two-day period that's I mean that will be a good tell just to see where Middletown is as a whole and it's tough because Williamsport's in two-way west. So yes, they are. They're going to be there competing. So that's a team who you're going to have to get past to.
0: And they lost to them.
1: Yes. And, but it was only by 20. It was 47-27. It was early in the season enough where I think you're going to want to come back to that. Were Mid-
0: they? Wait, hold on. That Jack Cameron match. Do you remember that match? Yeah. Where he was that against Williamsport? doing a check real quick. Yes, okay. So, I'm pretty sure it was against Williamport. Jack Camaro was wrestling wrestling a guy, you know, he's kind of getting thrown around the first 3 quarters of the match. Then the last quarter, Jack comes out of nowhere had like literally pins the dude. The ref doesn't call it. Like I I thought he had him pinned. I thought they were going to call a pin. I talked to a lot of wrestlers on the team. They said the, they they all think the ref should have called a pin. The ref did not call a pin. Um, so, Jack ended up losing that match, which, you know, could have helped them, but he, um, he didn't lose it. He changed it from, um, I forget what it's called. A tech fall? Yeah, he changed it from, like, a tech fall into, like, a a decision or something.
1: Yeah, so, at that point, it was 12-4, to Williamsport lead over Middletown. If Cameron were have gotten that pin, and it was real close, because he had him, I think, at near fall three.
0: Yeah. He had him, like, right at
1: the end. If if he had gotten the pin there, it would have flipped the score to 12-10 to Williamsport. Instead, because the ref didn't give him a pin, then Williams won that match with a 13-8 decision, and that made it 15-4 Williamsport. And then after that, Oliver Graham picked up a pin. So had that pin been called, all of a sudden, instead of a 15-10 to Williamsport lead over Middletown, then you have a... 16 to 12, Middletown lead over Williamsport. So it, it it did change the context of the match. I agree, and it was so close. And it, yes, it it kind of I I to not say came out of nowhere because it was a 13 to five match. I think, but yeah, Jack got him in a Jack got the Williamsport kid in a great spot and was so 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 close to executing that pin.
0: Yeah, Jack, if you're listening to this, good job. I really liked watching that match because we were both there in person. Um, Keep fighting Good job on keep fighting You inspired me to keep fighting through life daily Love you
1: Jack I got deep in a hurry Yeah, I got, no, re- I got I, really
0: deep there Jack inspired me through his match Good job <laughs> Jack Okay so we're going to move in <laughs> We're going to move I, into I, girls basketball here I can't, se- I can't here. segue from that <laughs> <laughs> We're going to move into girls basketball here Um, They lost to Catoctin Really close game Forty-three to forty-two on December fourteenth, they beat Boonesboro fifty to twenty-seven on December seventeenth, and they beat South Carroll thirty-seven to twenty-one on December twentieth, and they beat Brunswick fifty-six to thirty-four on December twenty-second. December twenty-second, and currently right now their record is four and two overall, and they're two and one in the CMC Gamble Division.
1: Any thoughts, Ben? We talked about on the last podcast that things were going to get better for both girls and boys, just based on what the schedule was ahead. Yes, and I think this week kind of fleshed that out for both teams because the girls go from being one and one overall to now they're four and two overall, and they were a bucket away from being five and five one and overall, and overall against a good Catoctin team who's now six and zero. Oh. So, they were a bucket away from flipping that around.
0: Catoctin has a good team.
1: Yes, their girls basketball team is legit this year. And, and that,
0: we play them twice, right?
1: Yes. That's we'll a, meet
0: them again, and that'll be a great game.
1: That's a program that just has been quietly like building and building and building.
0: And I think we'll have them at home, right?
1: Yes, that game will be fun.
0: That will be a fun game. And it's, because it's at home... I feel like that might put us over the top a little bit. We might be able to get that W.
1: Yeah, I, I think with COVID factored in it's all gonna. Uh, de- yeah. It's a, it's all it's all gonna depend on who's available for who. Um, knock on wood. <laughs> Some of our, t- I want to say most of our teams doesn't feel like we've seen a lot of like missing players or anything like that. Yes. But you just you never know because of the nature of everything that's going on right now what could happen and. So, But, yeah, ho- 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 it's good that Middletown will get a chance again to kind of – I don't even want to say redeem themselves because it's not like they blew it. They played a really good game. It's just nice that they'll get another chance at Catoctin. And at home, too, always helps a cause.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, So let's get into some highlights real quick. So Kylie Colby, um, she had double-digit points against Boonsboro and Brunswick this week. Um, she managed to damage Boonsboro inside and then show off the outside shot against Brunswick. And um, uh, the girls' team needed somebody to step up, and she did.
1: I mean, so, obviously, it's a little bit of a weird year for everyone. Yes. But I feel like the junior class especially, because, so Kylie and the rest of the juniors played their freshman year on JV, or maybe they got some time up on varsity, varsity as a, as a freshman. Then their senior year disappears. So that year that most kids have to kind of like lead at the JV level and get their feet wet, the juniors really didn't have on both sides of the equation. So I think I've kind of wondered in my head, how would the juniors just across athletics respond? And I was seriously impressed these past, I guess what, eight days, where in Middletown's games, how well Kylie Colby's played. She went for 13 points and 6 rebounds against Boonesboro. I didn't catch the point toll last night, but what was most impressive to me, and you touched on it, is against Boonesboro, she was able to post up in the paint. Middletown was able to get the ball inside her, and she was able to do her work down low on the block. Last night was completely different. She was out on the wings, knocked down a couple threes, I think it's more threes than I've ever seen her knock down. Mm. And it kind of, there were a couple points in the game where Middletown needed a bucket, and she had a clutch three, and it felt like it flipped the momentum. So, I mean, that capped off a really good week for Middletown. Or I not a week, I guess, a really good eight, nine days for Middletown. Yes. And really put them on a nice trajectory. Now they're, they've won three straight won two straight in-conference, heading into the Veron Angle Classic, which we'll get to later. They have some good competition coming up in that. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see that this Middletown team, again, there are... We, we talked about how we fought Girls in the Track was kind of a gold standard, but there are a group of Middletown teams, Boys Under Track is in there, I think Wrestling is going to be in there, who could set the tone for athletics this winter season. It, it's going to be interesting to see how that goes.
0: Yeah, I agree. And going back to Kylie Colby, you're talking about a girl. Basketball's not even her main sport. She's committed to play lacrosse at Shepherd, right?
1: Yeah. It, obviously, in Middletown, you have a lot of, like, two-sport, three-sport athletes. Yeah. Two-sport, three-sport athletes like that are your bread and butter, and they make life so nice because, I mean, again, kind of segueing into what we talked about earlier, even this year with a dual sport, being able to have two athletes in the same season help you out on two different teams is really nice and a really pleasant change.
0: All right, moving into boys basketball. So, they beat Catoctin 78 to 48 on December 14th. They lost to Boone'sboro 75 to 55 on December 16th, and then they lost to South Carroll 68 to 35 on December 20th, and they beat Brunswick last night on the 22nd 55 to 48.
1: So, we were at, we've been at three of the four games. The Catoctin win, I think, is the best win Middletown's had this year. Disclaimer that we weren't at the Brunswick game last night. We were not. Because of senior night for girls basketball. So, depending on how that one went, that may have been the best win. If you want to chime in and tell us we're wrong, feel free to do (laughs) that. But the, the Catoctin win, I mean, you had three guys with 15 points, Braden Beard,
0: Brett, and Brett, and Brett Lucas and Brady Barrett all yeah. had
1: 15 points. Each one of them's game was a little different. Uh, Braden just he just let the three rains fly. you, just rains you I with know. threes right in your eyes. I don't think he missed a single shot that game. No, he was in I mean, he was letting it rip. His light was green from mm-hmm. the opening tip to the end of a game. And then Brady is a little bit more of a slasher type guy. Yeah. He'll go. He'll go inside. He'll dribble, drive. He'll penetrate. But he can also kick, and he can also He's,
0: h- he can also hit the three. Yeah, it, yeah.
1: He, he he can also hit a three two if he needs. And, and then, then Brett Lucas.
0: Oh my gosh,
1: had a couple of
0: three and ones.
1: Yeah, had a, and some acrobatic and ones too. Yeah, but they was, were not easy. No, I I'm just showing off. Really. I know, really, like showing off for everyone. It was. <laughs> Quite
0: impressive it it's was, like Kyrie Irving type layups.
1: Or, yeah, yeah, sure. Or, okay. I don't I don't know why I picked Kyrie <laughs> Irving, but <laughs> <laughs> the guy has barely played all year and you picked Kyrie Irving. Yeah. <laughs> but no, so and, and then I think you're gonna see it. There is a that sophomore trio of Beard Lucas and Jackson Polanski that is up. This year is gonna be a good year for them from an experience standpoint, because they're gonna get minutes yeah and they're getting minutes that matter. They're getting Yeah, they're all playing a decent amount. Yeah, so I think that's gonna be important for them because they're just gonna to get to experience varsity basketball and it's never a bad thing to experience that type of competition and that level of competition at such a young age. But I think both teams have positive momentum uh heading into Veronangle Classic. Boys basketball. Now Two and four overall, but they're two and one in the CMC Gamble, so that will put them in the upper half of the division. Same record in conference as girls basketball. Now you head into Ron Engle Classic. Both teams have a chance to win games in Ron angle Classic. Yeah,
0: and, and they could have lost all four games.
1: Yeah, and I, I mean, Brunswick is a good team. Brunswick is a really good team, and Catoctin was athletic at times I thought Catoctin showed some athleticism and possibility so they battled and they won games which was really nice to see and it was a really the Catoctin game again we, we did go Brunswick last night but the Catoctin game was a really gritty effort by them the ball movement was good it was a really nice all-around win
0: I agree um about the Ron Ingle classic did we talk about that in the first episode what that even is
1: I don't I don't think we brought it up at all which is So
0: let's talk let's let's we, um we get like let's cover that a little bit right now. Yeah, we, we So Ben, what is the Ron Angle Classic? I won't be there, there at all for the Ron Angle Classic this year. So it's kind of it's kind of Ben's um thing this year, but I mean like I know what it is, but I feel like Ben could explain it a lot better than I am.
1: So the Ron Angle Classic is a tournament that Middletown used to host. The first itineration of it was a tournament that Middletown used to host. Back in like 2007, 2008, and it was a boys only tournament. I, I think actually, I probably want to hedge that. I'm pretty sure it was a boys only tournament, but I may be off. And then after the uh, passing of Ron Angle, the sports club and the athletic department got together and decided they wanted to restart the Ron Angle Classic. And so it's been going on for the past four years. Obviously, we took a one year break because of a pandemic, but now it's back. This year is going to be another exciting year. On the boys' side, it's Middletown, Herndon, Brunswick, and North Hagerstown. On the girls' side, it's Middletown, South Carroll, Herndon, and Bishop O'Connell. was originally supposed to be Bethesda, Chevy Chase, but because of MCPS postponing all athletics during the break, Bethesda, Chevy Chase went out. Bishop O'Connell came in. I'm really interested, really interested yeah. to see how Bishop O'Connell is coming from out-of-state and a private school down in the D.C. area, historically are pretty good athletically, but we don't know much about their basketball program. Middletown will get a chance to play them, so that will be a good test for the girls' basketball team. Boys' basketball will play North and Herndon. Herndon's girls' team was good. We saw them two years ago against Middletown. Their boys' team seems to be pretty much more of the same, really good athletically as a school so we're excited for veron angle classic that's going to be yeah it's oh, it's always a good
0: chance for both middletown teams to you know play some um you know really talented teams that they, you know they wouldn't normally get to play in throughout the regular season
1: and we talked about last time how nice it is to just be able to see some different teams some teams you've never seen before yeah some schools you've never seen before and we had we're going to have like a double dip of it because girls indoor track and boys indoor track had Maryvale prep. And then on the girls side, Academy of a Holy cross, which are two Maryland independent private schools. We usually don't see. And now Ron angle classic coming up. You're going to have a litany of them because we don't see Herndon since Vera Virginia team. We don't see Bishop O'Connell since Vera Virginia private school. The only teams we really see are North Hagerstown, Brunswick and South care or North Hagerstown, Brunswick and South Carol. So it's, can to be a nice opportunity to see some good basketball teams and some new basketball teams and we'll talk more right before we go ahead and wrap this one up about what the schedule looks like for next week
0: yeah um, we still have swimming really briefly we're going to cover um, swimming and diving so both boys and girls um, this is the same for both well actually okay never mind so for boys the boys lost to Oakdale on December 13th and then we beat Catoctin last night um, 135 to 25 on the 22nd. Katacton only had four swimmers for the boys team, and I think they only had six swimmers for the girls team. But for the girls, same thing. They lost the Oakdale on December 13th, and they beat Catoctin last night, 133 to 26. Um, and my relay won last night. That was my first ever, you know, first place in swim. And I think that might be my
1: only this season. So, oh, don't sell yourself short. No, like that, I don't. Please. I don't know. Don't sell yourself short like that,
0: yeah, no, but relay was fun we got we got the win, but um I just
1: kinda I just kind of wanted to give you the floor to plug that b- brag on yourself just a touch so floor is yours. go ahead and brag all you want sir
0: um let me just set the record straight here. I'm not a swimmer, <laughs> I'm a runner. I'm currently injured so I can't run right now. I'm just swimming to stay in shape for when I can <laughs> run again so you know. I'm not the best, but I give my efforts, and you know, my efforts helped us pick up a win and, there you, you know the relay all that last <laughs> night, and had a great time getting a win, and you know, swam the hundred breasts, was dead after, and then got to my hop. It was, it was really nice.
1: I, I I've told you what the solution is to this, and you're resisting it. Red Bull. Yep, yep. the <laughs> The solution is Red Bull and luke mclister for the record if you're listening is patently against red bull so tweet to luke if tweet you're listening to me tweet at luke
0: i don't get on twitter much so okay. i might not see
1: it but tweet it still can tweet instagram dm facebook carrier pigeon whatever you want to do messenger pigeon and, uh, yeah messenger <laughs> pigeon and explain to him why red bull is so beneficial for the human body it's because it has a ton of caffeine in it and it will help you play better. Yeah, but it tastes bad. It, do- it doesn't taste the flavored ones. You have to go for well, the flavored ones.
0: We were, Originally, we were supposed to record this last night after my meet. And I was like, I'm going to be dead tired. And, and ben, re- ben was like, I'll bring you Red Bull. And um, that that was the plan. But then, you know, I kind of switched things up on Ben last night. You and did. I just I just thought it would be better to record today. And I'm, here we are.
1: I, I'm tending to think you were, you just did that because you're trying to stay away from a Red Bull. No. Which...
0: I wanted to. Well, I wanted to go to Buffalo Wild Wings.
1: That's why I postponed it.
0: But then Buffalo Wild Wings was closed because they have construction going on.
1: You went to Buffalo Wild Wings without me. Well, we you... were
0: going to go, but then it was closed, so we went to IHOP.
1: Not even an invite. That's disappointing. Okay. It's okay. Well,
0: sorry, Ben. I'll get you next time, and then we can talk about our <laughs> amazing experience at Buffalo Wild Wings.
1: Thanks for. <laughs> thanks for being a co-host <laughs>
0: okay um so next week's schedule
1: okay the official Ron Angle Classic schedule well let's give us that way on December of 28th if you want to go see some wrestling before you come to Ron Angle Classic do the double dip wrestling will be at the Duels at Westminster that starts at 9am on December of 28th if you're that big of a fan if if you enjoy driving, you can go down. There are a couple good restaurants like Westminster type way. Baillers, Baillers is
0: never been there. Gold standard
1: down in Westminster. I hope it's still open because it's been like, I used to go for. Will I, you
0: be going to Westminster and then the Roningel Classic? N- no, because I have to get. Oh, okay. No, because I have to start setting up at like nine a.m. Right. Um,
1: but if Baillers is still open. Last time I went there, it was with like my grandma 10 years ago. So I'm going to hedge this because it's been a while. But when I was a youngster, Bolliers is A+. So if you're interested, wrestling starts at 9 a.m. Drive down to Bolliers in Westminster. Get yourself some Bowers Watch some wrestling. The schedule for the Angle Classic on the 28th at 11 a.m. On the boys' side, it'll be Herndon versus Brunswick. Then at 1 p.m. on the girls' side, Herndon versus South Carroll. Slight schedule change from the original posted schedule. Now at 3 p.m. on the girls' side, it will be Bishop O'Connell versus Middletown. And then at 5 p.m. on the boys' side, North Hagerstown versus Middletown. So that's the 28th. You've got your wrestling at 9 a.m. And then games 11, 1, 3, and 5 in the Ron Angle Classic. Middletown girls play at 3. Middletown boys at 5. Then December the 29th, we do it again. Wrestling. 9 a.m., day two of the duels at Westminster, down at Westminster High School. Then, Ron Angle Classic Tournament Games, 11 a.m. on the girls' side, South Carroll versus Bishop O'Connell. 1 p.m. on the boys' side, Brunswick versus North Hagerstown. 3 p.m. on the girls' side, Middletown versus Herndon. 5 p.m. on the boys' side, Middletown versus Herndon again. Then, once Wednesday the 29th is done, that ends 2021 for us. The 2021 calendar year is mercifully done and we get to move into 2022
0: can't wait to see what that year holds
1: it's gotta be better right
0: i mean i would hope so but you know it has to be better right yeah um so let's talk about covid real quick and (sighs) unfortunately what could happen so you know howard county montgomery county right i mean they've done They've made adjustments to their sports.
1: So each county has done it a bit differently, which I think is the most intriguing part for me. So Howard County was the first shoe to drop. They stayed in school, but then they canceled or, I guess, postponed all sports through January the 15th. And then they're going to reanalyze it on January the 7th, which is one of the reasons why I think Scorpion Duels probably hasn't been officially rescheduled yet is because... I'm not sure howard county has a solid time frame for when we're going to get back into sports, makes sense. And then PG County has gone virtual, but their sports are continuing like normal. So there's no changes there. They are they couldn't get into the PG Sports and Learning Complex for indoor track until December 23rd, so I believe their actually their indoor track season starts tonight. Oh which is different. And then Montgomery County staying in school, but postponed all athletics from during the break, which is December 23rd to January 2nd. That's one of the reasons why Middletown is at the duels at Westminster. They were originally supposed to be in a Damascus tournament for wrestling on the 28th and 29th, but had to bounce from that since that was canceled. So there's a lot of shucking and moving of schedules around.
0: Yeah, things are gonna get complicated here.
1: Th- they are. I'm glad uh, FCPs posted something. If you follow FCPs on social media, where they committed to they weren't planning to postpone extracurricular athletics or go virtual anytime soon, which is a really good thing. We're glad, glad to Glad ha- they. Yeah. We're we we're, we're, we're glad to have a kids back playing. We're glad to have them competing and at least establishing a sense of normalcy. So, hopefully, fingers crossed as we move forward into the new year, 2022 we can keep on as close to the schedule as it, it was created and continue to just have sports. You know, I, I mean the kids of this class of 2022 have lost a lot. They lost a chunk of their sophomore year and then a real, I mean their junior year was anything but normal. And yeah. then now their senior year, they're finally starting to get back to normal just hopefully we can keep it that way. But obviously I, you know, FCPS is gonna do everything in their power, I'm sure, to keep the kids in, and we'll just keep our fingers crossed on our end and hope that you know, for not even for the athletics point of view, but just for the kids, if so they can keep playing and keep competing.
0: Yeah, last year was weird. I was running cross country in the spring, that's a fall sport, so
1: there were. I, I feel like there were a couple of those weird moments throughout. Like the one that was weird for me is. It's always been, I not want to say a rite of passage, but, like, a common thing where when baseball season starts up or when spring sports season starts up, the NCAA tournament's going on for yeah. men's basketball. And last year, to be able to watch on the laptop or whatever a Middletown football game and then also be watching a that, men's basketball game yeah. from the NCAA tournament. Feels like was, a fever dream. It was strange. It was Quite strange because I was torn between my bracket and watching Middletown at the same time. I also
0: feel I feel bad for fall sports last year because with the spring thing, there was no playoffs, yeah, or anything. And I feel like our football team last year could have made a run at a state championship. Oh, I,
1: I, I definitely think they could have. If you just look at, you know, the kids they had who are going to play in college, they sent away to college from last year's class. There's a good amount. There is a good amount. So, but yeah, hopefully things will just continue as normal. And, ne- well, definitely, hopefully, next time you hear us, because that's going to be next Sunday. But hopefully, the next couple times we record this podcast, things will be pretty normal. And we can just talk talk to you about sports and not about the weather or something. <laughs> Agreed.
0: So, you want to talk a little bit about the schedule and what it will look like moving forward?
1: All right, podcast schedule moving forward. We are going. We've been doing – well, our first episode was once a week. Then we took a week break to try and maintain some normalcy here and get on a solid schedule. We're going to establish a twice week schedule. We will have a podcast either Wednesday and Thursday to cover the games that happen Monday through Wednesday and any goings on there. And then we'll have one on Sundays to cover games that happen Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. We're also planning on interviewing some people, having some guests – on Saturdays. Yep. We have a long lo- much like Santa Claus' time of year. We are making a list. <laughs> and yes, we are. We are checking it twice. And we're going to figure out which guests to bring you. I almost said, yeah, not here. I, I, know. I see you, you, you <laughs> almost went for it. I almost <laughs> did. Um, but we are going to figure out which guests we want to have on here and which guests we're going to bring you. And we have some ideas based on recent.
0: We're not going to say anything. Just quite y- yet, yeah.
1: Based on some recent newsworthy events, but we have some people in mind that we may slide in, and you might it's hear a surprise.
0: On you know, it's our Christmas present from us to the listeners.
1: Um, except it's a day late, so it's a boxing day present, yeah. But
0: so, if, and even like you know, it might not be the guess you thought, so it might be like a month late,
1: yeah, yeah. It, if. If, if, you're a Cana- if you're a Canadian or Brit, I don't know how many Canadians or Brits we have yeah, in I d- Middletown. I have no idea. But if, if you're a Canadian or Brit, we're going to give you a Boxing Day present with our first <laughs> interview. So uh, happy Boxing Day. Happy
0: um, Boxing Day on uh, behalf of us here at the Midnight Podcast.
1: I, I'm not going to do my British accent because the people at home, I'm sure, would like to listen to future episodes. And if they hear that, they're probably going to want to never listen again. So, But yeah, so we'll just keep doing although I should clarify Next Wednesday we will not be having an episode of a podcast because my co host has migrated to Pennsylvania for yes, uh the Christmas holiday. I have. So I'm going
0: to going to FCA camp, baby. It's gonna be a lot of fun. But I'll be back. I'm so, a busy man, guys. So is Ben. We're both busy. Incredibly. We're gonna try to get these out as much as we can. We really enjoy doing it. We really enjoy covering it. Um, I just wanna to wrap up here. I just wanna give a big thank you to all of you, um, you know, for listening to the first episode. We both weren't expecting to the first the first episode to do that well. Um, let me pull up the analytics here real quick. I'm pretty sure, um, in total, off the first episode, we got 59 plays, and we have how many avid listeners? Well, we reached 50. Up to fifty mm-hmm. added listeners, so that means we can start getting sponsorships and stuff. So that helps us out a lot. Um, that can help us make money to pour back into this podcast to make the production value and stuff like that better for your listeners. So we, I just wanted to, you know, say a big thank you to all the listeners. We weren't expecting it to do that well, and um, you know, it you know makes us more motivated to do to do more episodes and put a lot more time into this with it doing that well. And then, also, I want to give my shout-outs. First, I want to apologize um, to PJ Leonard. He does, you know, he did our our graphic art for the show. I got your Instagram handle wrong, so I'm going to... I have it pulled up here right now. I'm going to correct it. So, the Instagram handle is actually PJ underscore Leon dot graphics. So, if you want to check out some of his work... Not if you want, you should... Go check out some of his work. He's doing twelve days of design, so he's making like he's making um, some art for every day. And today is the eleventh day, so go check all his work out. Got some really great stuff. Um, shout out to P.J. Leonard, and then also always gonna gonna give that shout out to my um, my cousin Matthew Bassard for giving us all the equipment to help us get started. Um, if you want to go check out his show, it's called "If Maddie Had a Podcast" on Apple, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, and I think that'll do it for the second episode of the Midnight Podcast. Any Any last words, Ben?
1: No. Uh, again, thanks everyone for listening. We're just try to give you as much content as we can, and as many podcasts as we can, and we just hope you enjoy listening along.
0: Um, and we also hope everybody has a great holiday and on behalf of us here from the Midnight Podcast we're out
1: Merry Christmas Adios